Welcome to Based on Books, where we read our way through the books that have inspired popular TV and film adaptations to see where it all began. I'm Keenan. And I'm Yvette. This season, we're reading our way through the Vampire Diaries, chapter by chapter. Today, we're covering chapters 15 and 16 of the first book, The Awakening by L.J. Smith. And this is the end of the book. We did it, guys. Everyone pat yourselves on the back. We read 16 chapters of a book together. <laughs> this is our, our season finale, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And boy, howdy, you know, we came in swinging... And we're going out <sighs> still swinging. So uh, beginning of chapter 15, Stefan takes Elena home and then immediately books it to the woods because he's trying to find that crow. <laughs> he goes back crow. to the, to the immediate it's... place where he last saw the crow. Well, yeah, that was the, that was the, I guess, the big reveal right at the end of chapter 14 was Elena is like, yo, your boy, Damone, has been not only spotted but he's like interacting with me dude he tried to smooch me big time in the gym he definitely entered bonnie's house which no one has talked about remember that weird seance they did that's where that's where he tried to smooch her again actually again I think he yeah did. you're right back to back back to back smooch sessions damon and this is a thing that's probably going to come up because this is a big part of the cw vampire diaries show is like that damon and, and elena technically meet first Remember that? Remember that he yeah. they meet and he, he erases her memory and all that lovey-dovey garbage? So that um, she thinks that she met Stefan first? Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the book, surprise, surprise, brah, um, he technically meets her first as well because he appears as a crow that first day. Because <laughs> you could call down. that a meeting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, love is crazy, right? Ooh, high school romance. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a, an interesting point of like, Maybe we're maybe maybe there's a reveal coming up in which they did have a conversation and Damon's powers are so strong that he did erase her memory because we also don't even in the, even in the show we don't even learn that they met first until like episode like season twelve or whatever however long it is season it's like season it six takes, or seven yeah it takes, it takes a, a long, long time. time that's the big reveal right yeah so this yeah, he, this is right after uh, he takes her home right after they actually exchange blood. Because she That's basically right. says, like, well, if you need more power because you're afraid of your brother, you've already explained how you and Catherine did it. Well, why not use me as, like, that? I don't, I'm not interested in becoming a vampire and going through the whole process, but I can provide you human blood. And you, and I'll drink from you, too, to have that closeness. But you seen this neck? <laughs> you seen having, this neck, dude? <laughs> having the access to human blood in a safe i guess safe environment where he's not gonna like just kill somebody yeah gives him access to stronger powers so he immediately uses though that ability or the yeah. slightly enhanced powers to go to the woods and try to see if he can call damon out stefan is like yeah okay i'll take a couple little ounces of your blood and i'm gonna be ooh superman on top of the world and he <laughs> calls he calls damon in, in these woods damon of course immediately shows up and it's honestly it's a pretty great it's a pretty great scene in terms of yeah. writing like like really finally meeting this character that's been built up over the course of this book um he's everything you would expect uh this guy to be even without the the pre-existing knowledge of ian summerholder who admittedly is hard not to picture as damon because that he he captures that kind of cool composed essence but it's like black leather jacket black muscle t-shirt like leaning against the tree and um dripping and sarcasm dripping sarcasm yeah and like it's cute <laughs> guys it's it's cute that stefan thought he could take a couple sips of his girlfriend's blood and like go punch god or whatever because damon immediately <laughs> immediately flexes on your boy with these power, he yeah. does the classic. God, vampires hate trees. They hate <laughs> nature. I've discovered because every time a vampire wants to display its strength, it tears a tree out of the ground and is like, "I'm, <laughs> I'm flexing on you." So stupid. Yeah, I was just thinking. Ste Stephanie Meyer wants to pretend that she never read any vampire books and she never did anything, and <laughs> she came up with every single trope yeah. in her books on her own. 
it, this is this is no she didn't the, she didn't and Flat we know that line. from many other you know book series but literally yeah. what you just said about the trees yeah this it's is the second the time scene from twilight <laughs> it's literally the second time it's happened in the in like mm-hmm. six chapters i mean stefan was snapping logs a, a, like a night ago in front of elena i'm too powerful for you I am, yeah. and damon immediately is like i'm too powerful for you tears a helpless god a helpless tree that's been like there sapling. for yeah guys it's been there for a couple years it's got a whole life ahead of it and this big dick asshole comes and tears that out of the ground trying to make a point anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's a great it's a great exchange because because damon immediately is extremely forthcoming with like that he can and will kill stefan if stefan tries to step to him and he, mm-hmm. he has this great quote about um like i'm as powerful to you as you are as powerful to all these humans that you want to pretend to be friends with and it really puts into perspective like how outclassed the kind of strata of vampire is where all if all you do is drink like bunnies and pigeons blood every couple days versus someone like damon who just recklessly kills and murders and has been living to his fullest potential for 400 500 years like you're immediately it really it really is a a scene of high anxiety and high tension from stefan's point of view right you know i just had this thought actually that's a that's a trope that you find in a lot of uh i'm i'm just gonna say like more modern vampire lore because i don't i don't really know what else to pull from but um this idea that human blood is the like the highest yeah. that you can drink from and that's going to give you so much power how egocentric of us as humans are we going to be like oh yeah drinking human blood is going to give you the most yeah. power i'm sorry if they're drinking from a jaguar or they're drinking from some other like amazing predator who's going to say that like drinking you know julie's blood over there is going <laughs> to do any anything like any better I just think it's hilarious yeah, right. that as humans, we've been like, oh, yes, vampires yeah. drinking from humans is going to be the highest of levels of power. When you've literally yeah. got other predators they could take down. Man is the most dangerous game. I guess or so. Or like uh, the, most, the, ape, the most apex predator is man because we colonize and destroy and pillage and rape and stuff like that. Just because, but, you know, we can do that. But like, is that what... Yeah. <laughs> is that what makes us the most quote-unquote powerful when physically we are not we've just, we're just come like, up with technology to help us we're just like fleshy meat prisons yeah, yeah. and but i, I just mean, think it's hilarious i've never thought about it until now that in all writing our own egos as humans have put us at the top of this like yeah power i mean I don't, I don't i don't know that's definitely something relevant to mention i think in like western tales of vampires uh-huh it'd be interesting to look at different cultures of how and how and how the the idea of power in terms of blood is come from right like um yeah i mean looking at like the mythologies of you know first nations native american people uh the mythology of, of vampirism and things is highly specific and there's a lot of different aspects of it involved in terms of just like spiritual connection in general too but it, I think in mm-hmm. this just like white bread deduced version of it, it is it really is just like oh yeah, obviously humans are the most powerful, even though they're just a bunch of like high school dweebs, but right. because they're human <laughs> or something, they're connected to the idea of humanity. Maybe maybe it's like that idea of like if you're drinking blood from like a conscious thing with like thoughts and empathy and love and compassion, like those emotions imbue the blood with energy as opposed yeah. to drinking from just like a random dolphin or a predator <laughs> or something but that's where it might the... be a strong animal but is it emotionally strong but is it like the... a comp is the the complexity of the brain but that's what i'm trying to say is like know. that's still such an egocentric <laughs> point of view for us humans to take we often do like it's just it's just really funny that I'd never thought about that. Center so so yeah, so Damon yeah. is like flush um, with power because all he does is drink human blood and he literally just drank oh. dry a, a human man. This chapter chapter 15 really pits Stefan in a new light. 
and you know we've learned a lot about him in the last couple chapters about his hopes and his dreams and his how how deeply romantic he is and how extremely extraordinarily naive he is and how that naivety hasn't really changed in you know the 500 years he's been alive like the fact that he literally transforms into a vampire and his first thought is to go back home after they straight up buried him and he's like surprised when his family like runs in horror that kind of like emotion that kind of like thought process feels like it's really carried with him this entire stretch of the way and so he's finally like meeting his brother and he's like i'll have a couple sips of human blood fortify myself and then i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna kick his butt and then he shows up and he immediately gets flexed on and it's like it's really it's really kind of um it's it it creates an interesting contrast because uh, until this moment we've seen stefan as this like suave sophisticated italian foreign exchange student who's like good at football and (laughs) wears glasses and whatever and like is smart at history and all these all these you know fun high school things that he's impressing these people with but then when it comes to like his own world his own sort of community he's um extremely low on the the uh pecking yeah there's something almost cute (laughs) like you said earlier about all of this and you know he's Mm -hmm. trying and he he definitely is out of his depth but he's fueled by this like absolute need to protect the humans around him especially elena and so he you know very much goes up to damon and is like challenging him to show up and is like you need to stay away from her and Mm -hmm. damon is the absolute opposite where it's actually kind of refreshing i think to see someone who's so confident in yeah. all of their abilities, there's that dripping sarcasm we know, there's this just sort of easy air about him with which he, you know, talks about everything, including Elena. Um, and he very quickly gets into Stefan's head, yeah. um, both, uh, you know, in, in the way metaphorically, but also quite literally, because he has so much more power. Um, and yeah, he starts, like you said, flexing on him, you know, he's like, I'm so much more stronger, I do this, I do that. But he also, like I said, gets right into his head and he's like, yep, I'm here too, I can do that. And you have no ability like that. And also, I have access to the old powers and I will use them against you if you don't let me, if you try to get in between me and Elena. Yeah. And I'm like, what are the old powers? Yeah. Yeah, he makes no bones about it. I don't know. Shapeshifting yeah. seems like a pretty fucking old power that to just, like, bust out. Like, that's cool. I, I hope we see more of that. There's definitely some sort of shapeshifting, some sort of animalia coming up, I think, in, in the next in the next few series of Vampire Diaries. Or else why would why would the show have taken such an interesting direction right. with, like, werewolves I, and things I have like a feeling that. that but, um, oh, but, um, I, I have your a theory. feeling that the old powers are just a lot of, like, really unpleasant things. Like, he can probably torture him with his mind. Maybe he can do some some sort of things like mm-hmm. that. Because the way he brought it up was like, yeah, I have access to those, and I will use yeah. them. Damon immediately establishes himself as the bad boy mm-hmm. of the, the series. And it's that kind of, I mean, when we saw that initially with his, like, <laughs> smooch <laughs> session with Elena in the halls of that gym. Like, he obviously, you know, plays fast and loose with the idea of consent and morals. Because he's a he's a vampire in every sense of the word, um, and and but there is something like you said refreshing about reading a character like that who's so even though there are they're terrible terrible person like they do terrible terrible things it's the cool confidence of them after watching or after reading about all these other characters <laughs> bumbling their way through mm-hmm. this book finally seeing a character who like knows what he is and knows what he can do and is like not not here to mess around like has a goal in mind yeah Satis- it's you don't have in a way. he's not tortured like stefan is always tortured you know and he yeah that was a big part of the show too right it was a big old um stefan you is. know accident that they became vampires without uh catherine being around but at least you knew that Damon, at least there's no evidence so far that Damon didn't 100% want to jump in and be a vampire. He had hoped it was going to be with Catherine, but in the show, that's a very big difference um, where, uh, yeah, Stefan carries the guilt of, like, having created his brother or turned him into a vampire, both here and in the show, 
But at least here, there isn't like an actual Damon did not want this and Damon's constant talk of like, I never wanted this, but no, you made me. Yeah. So here I am and I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah. The resentment. Yeah. The resentment is about the loss of Catherine as opposed to the loss of Catherine and mm-hmm. you also condemned me to this life. At least here, he, it seems like he always wanted to live this life. And so it adds a, that touch of, you know, that extra refreshing air to him really delving into his powers and giving into the like monstrosity of what it is to be this kind of creature because it's what he wanted anyway. If, if it's not just like, because they can just like get over it if it's just like anger at each other, but anger at each other directed from a point that they can't control in a, in a moment that, you know, splits the fabric of their lives in terms of the what it means to be a vampire and what it means to bear this curse um, is a lot more compelling, especially when you look at how old these versions of them are versus the versions in the show, mm-hmm. which are Civil War era. It would be, I think it would be hard to believe that 500 years would go by and they would just be like mad at each other, mm, brother. <laughs> but like there's actual... There's actual, like, real baggage and real aggression and, like, a real palpable evil, almost, behind this version of Damon. And, I mean, I mean it's drawn into pretty stark contrast uh, in, the, in the pages of Chapter 15, talking about how the auras, how black Damon's mm-hmm. eyes become, and, like, the white light of, of Stefan's razor-sharp fury and things like that. There's a lot of imagery of um, light versus dark, good yeah. and evil. And like you great, said, their you know, fury comes from a different place where like, I know we touched on this when we were like, oh, this is how they turned in the series. And I guess it's kind of the same. But at least in the series, they, it was a big old bumbling accident in a different way where they were trying to go after Catherine to save her from the situation she was in. And in the process, they got shot and died. And so Stefan still felt responsible because yeah. he brought him with him to that place where they got shot and then damon was like ah now i'm stuck Mm -hmm. like this thanks a lot right yeah and also that version of Catherine was playing (laughs) with everyone's lives whereas this version of Catherine is just like i would say she's still playing like 3d chess who's i mean (laughs) yeah like she's a she's a couple steps ahead but she's also extraordinarily naive at least this version of her. I don't, maybe we're going to see, you know, events retold of that fateful yeah. day from Damon's perspective. Yeah. That changes the narrative but, a little but bit. But, like, my but, point um, there is that this turning of them, as you kind of alluded, there's that added fury because they actively killed each other. Their last moments as humans were like, mm-hmm. I am going to get mm-hmm. rid of you. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot more active guilt involved instead of just the passiveness of love or yeah. wrong place, wrong time stuff that stuff makes for good tv because the reconciliation the reconciliation is always powerful but if i didn't have the cw mm-hmm. show in mind while reading this book series i would never in a hundred years think that these two siblings are going to reconcile there seems so, the, the the ocean of differences between them and and just the the power of animosity seems so palpable that any idea of reconciliation especially at this point um seems completely yeah. far-fetched while even in the first season of Vampire Diaries, way back in the day, when Damon was, by all intent and purpose, the villain, there was still, like, a playful, mm, hello, brother, I see you're doing well, <laughs> like, a playful sort of back-and-forth tete-a-tete, where it's like, these char- and it's also, you know, these characters are probably gonna be alright in a bit, but... But that's, I mean, it's a CW show, so everyone's just kind of all <laughs> to, right. To, but add, it's like, to add to that, yes. It's different. The perspective I know, is but different. I, I, think, I think to add to that, I agree with everything you just said. But I feel like, I personally, when I read it, I still see some of that playfulness. It's just in a different sense. I feel like in the show, there was a promise of like, ah. And we knew a little bit about like, yeah. kind of, you know, TV kind of gives you a little more clues that you're like, oh, okay, maybe things are going to be okay. But even here, the playfulness is there, I think, with Damon, but just in a different way. It's still sinister, but it's still playful. Yeah, yeah, like the whole humiliation where he uh, he he runs circles around Stefan and then right. straight up bites him and drinks yeah. his blood, which just, oh boy, what a power move. I mean, I don't know if, if these vampires derive any nourishment from drinking their own 
the blood of their own kin like or if it's a way like my my first thought in that scenario was is this one of the few ways in which a vampire can actually fully die in this world it's to have its blood like its blood drained by via another vampire and like it's just such a it it's is, such yeah. a flex y'all oh my goodness and talk about em- embarrassment like the palpable embarrassment of being like the humiliation is what stefan describes it as like feeling like mm-hmm. one of those helpless victims in a in, in, in one of those one of those helpless humans yeah. caught up in i find that like interesting like, too humiliation in this and, situation because it's it's a very well, it's a very yeah, personal very humiliation just with another person of your family who's the person that's inflicting this pain on you because it's not like anyone else is going to know. It's not like anyone yeah. else is watching. It's very internal. Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of classic brother-to-brother fighting where you you know you go straight for the weak spot or mm-hmm. it's the, like, why are you hitting yourself? Mm-hmm. Sort of sibling rivalries. Now, this one, of course, is a little more uh, intense, but it ha- for me, it, it read with that same kind of flair of like, Oh, we know that Damon always sort of won out whenever they would come to blows back in the Renaissance, yeah. back when they were human. And this is just another example. Even though you know half a half a century or half a half a millennia has gone by, he still just as easily overpowers his little brother. And it feels like in that moment, Stefan really is the little brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and completely he's always helpless. being reminded of that. And yeah, you're right. He just Damon does that. Yeah, just to prove a point. Because he doesn't drink his blood fully. And Stefan says yeah. that it's actually very painful. Nice. You don't have the same sort of like wash of calm oh, and yeah. almost ecstasy that um, you have when they're human. And I, I think it's, it might have to do with yeah. some sort of like, quote unquote, magic of, <laughs> you know, the vampire luring the prey of like, oh, they'll, they're like lulled into some yeah. sort of sense of calm in this process you know not even not even like yeah, actively absolutely. maybe but just through the process and that's not possible for these like highly mm-hmm. awake creatures where he feels everything yeah. in the humanity form it's like an intimate thing like getting your you know your your neck is bitten there's a lot mm-hmm. of closeness it's almost yeah. sensual right but this is just like wide awake pinned down bit on the neck drained and let go it's very matter of fact and extremely aggressive and there's no you know there's no afterplay no foreplay <laughs> nothing like that it's just in and in and done and it leaves uh, it's incredibly vulnerable and incredibly uh, humiliating and that's basically where chapter 15 ends our boy stefan he's released and he's like in a daze like stumbling trying like to get back to his car yeah, I mean, he's incredibly weak. Yeah, he, he lost a lot of blood, apparently. And he's also been flexed on super hard by his brother. And the last, the last, the way the chapter ends is, he, I guess he's, he like yeah. blacks out. Or he, he feels like, he feels something from behind him. The merciful release of nothing is what's said. Because I, I guess so. he's losing I, he consciousness. He like hears something behind him and like feels something. So he turns quickly and I, yeah. it seems like he faints. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, and it's it's implied that um, mm-hmm. Damon, like, took him somewhere. Like, Damon has him hostage. Because uh, even, you know, they have a bit of a conversation before Damone starts flexing on Stefan. And, um, and he, <laughs> I can't, I can't not, I can't not mispronounce <laughs> their names. It's part of my, it's great, it's inside <laughs> my soul, y'all. And uh, <laughs> so, Damon... He plays his hand very close to his chest. You know, he doesn't give any real reason why he's in Fell's church other than, like, to just fuck with Stefan, even though it seems like he was there already and Elena piqued his interest because, of course, she would because she's the spitting image of our best girl, (laughs) Catherine. And, um, And if it's... I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on as to why all these vampires are in this place in the show. And the lore of it is very kind of slowly metered out over the first five seasons in terms of, like, the energy. And, and, you know, we still barely even know anything about Bonnie's witchcraft in the books. Like, that's I think that's going to become quite a lot more interesting, a lot more relevant as we Mm -hmm. continue reading these books. The stage is definitely set for a lot more, I think, intense brother-v-brother conflict right. to occur. Uh, but for now, this is like the, you know, that first meeting when, when our plucky hero, like, 
first sees the biggest villain in the galaxy and like runs up to beat him beat him and gets like flicked in the forehead and sent flying <laughs> damon's just like i've i've yeah, been around has it, has i've been, been around and i've been watching you for a while I think Damon's just made it his mission to make Stefan's life miserable. Which is, I mean, it's a fun thing to do, honestly. Like, Stefan is just, he's so, he's such a miserable <laughs> person all the time. From, like, you know, a terrible point of view of the bad guy, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to just constantly bother the person who's already upset all the right. time anyway about everything. To just, like, especially if you do have a valid mm-hmm. reason to bother them. Like, <laughs> there is a validity, I think, in both in both sides of their story. Like, Damon is... Everything we know about Damon at this point is from mm-hmm. Stefan's point of view. And because we have the show at, at, in our background, we know at least that he has a bit more remnants of a, of a character that isn't just mm-hmm. this steaming pile of poop. So it's kind of nice to like see yeah. Stefan and get we, razzed we don't know what, his, what Damon's actual um, intentions are with Elena. We know what he tells Stefan. Yeah. But like you said, that could be more of him just yeah. riling him up. Um yeah, Just because he says of everything skin. that you Absolutely. don't want to hear. We didn't touch on that when they talked about it earlier. But when he's like, you know, Elena's not Catherine. She's so, got so yeah. much fire in her. And that's not a person that someone like you, Stefan, can handle. She's. Uh, you think she's this sweet and docile like person like Catherine um, when she isn't. She's not your mm-hmm. type at all. My saintly brother, he calls him. Which is a great a great description of Stefan as, as this sort of saintly almost cherub-like right. individual which really saint stefan yeah, the light that, that he yeah. talks about and then like all of stefan's you know irony yeah. that he finds I'm, in like that he mentioned before yeah. about like who he's named after yeah and even the name damon as a false anagram <laughs> for demon right it's the same thing of like they're naturally going to be pitted against each other just with the etymo- etymology of and their names i just think it's really it's funny great. like i would hope that his intentions are not actually so bad with elena we'll see as things keep going but the whole time i'm like you guys aren't even thinking about has anyone stopped to think about what elena wants (laughs) oh no this book's 1991 dude no one's thinking about that is anyone and is anyone saying you know elena i don't know elena might not want you (laughs) yeah it's almost like she turned you down for a kiss twice even though she was incredibly compelled by you like magically so and you're still like she'll be mine it's like, all right. But all we right, don't know. Right. Again, we, we have no idea. He could just be, you know, Damon could just be a dick to his brother in this moment. 100%. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to say. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the next book, yeah. I guess. Or as we keep going. Yeah. So chapter 15 <laughs> is a great, a great chapter. 10 out of 10 recommend chapter 15. Chapter 16 <laughs> is a fucking joke. Okay. It's barely <laughs> five pages. And not only that. I don't even mind a short chapter. I mean, this whole book is like barely 200 pages. What I mind about <laughs> chapter 16 is that this town, this school, what the fuck is going on, y'all? Um, <laughs> not only did they apparently host a Halloween haunted maze thing on like a weekday in the middle of school, they yeah, expect these students... Guys, they expect these students to go to school the day after a teacher was brutally murdered. Like, brutally murdered. And, and they it's don't a know, straight and up... they don't really know who killed it's him. It's a straight up unsolved mystery, y'all. And they're like, see you at eight, you kids. God. Come back to school tomorrow. Yeah, fucking chapter... Good lord. Chapter 16 kicks <laughs> off with Elena being late to school, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Um... Because she gets <laughs> she gets home at, like, 2 a.m., and, of course, Aunt Judith, who we all know and love, is absolutely rife with guilt and anger because this fucking murder occurred, and her the child in her care has been out cavorting around with her Italian boyfriend till 2 a.m., who she insists... <laughs> well, she didn't know where she was yeah, but she tells until her Elena explains. She literally, Elena literally tells Judith she was with Stefan. And then moments later is like, and I also think he's innocent. And it's like, okay, that's fine too. And Judith <laughs> doesn't care about that. She only cares about you. And also go to school, I guess. God. My, my guess is that, of course, someone had to tell her like, hey, 
this happened at the school. It, you know, it's a small town. We don't know. Someone probably said something. Yeah, absolutely. And meanwhile, your niece is I mean, gone. Major, you don't know where the heck she it's is. It's major news in any in any city of any population. It's major news that a teacher is brutally killed in the middle of a Halloween party. Yes, and I'm sure that some news station was like, police are currently yeah. looking for this young man. Yeah. And so if your your niece who's dating that young man mm. doesn't show up until like 2 a.m., she's probably like, where were you? You were with Stefan? Yeah. What? What's going Absolutely on? Flying and with anger. she had to be like, look, yeah. uh, this is not true. He did nothing. And yes, I was with him, but he is innocent. Mm-hmm. Didn't sound like, I mean, this is all from Elena's point of view. And it just was like kind of brushed off quickly. Yeah. It sounded like Aunt Judith didn't really care about Stefan at all. It was just where's, like, okay, but you're fine. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm glad you're where's home. My, That's it. Where's my child, right? <laughs> where's, where's, yeah. yeah. What the fuck, God? I can't get over the idea of it students going home after this halloween party and being like oh god i gotta go to i gotta go to spanish class tomorrow (laughs) and like what the fuck do you talk about like what if your first class is history with dead mr tanner you just go and be like i wonder who's gonna (laughs) i wonder who the fuck's gonna be our substitute teacher this morning and the is the principal gonna be here mr tanner coached the football team too like yeah who who walks in (laughs) Like, the fact that she... <laughs> Wait, no. I don't even know. Did we establish that Tanner was the football coach, too? In the show, In the show he was. I'm assuming. I don't know about here. I'm assuming. He might not. Actually, no. Because that would suck. There's valid, <laughs> there's valid point to believe he's not, because Stefan immediately joins the football team. And why would Tanner, the idiot that he is, let Stefan on when he was just so <laughs> brutally humili- humiliated by Stefan, like, the first day of school? Yeah, in the right. In although the, that did happen in the show. In the show, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it happened in the show. And you know what they didn't do in the show? <laughs> Go to school the next day, dude. <laughs> we have no clue. I mean, they barely. He just died the, at like a football the game. The best thing about the best thing about the CW shows is that uh, every high school student is like twenty-seven, um, and nobody does <laughs> nobody does jack all right. Pretty Little Liars. They don't do fucking shit. Like. What oh, it, what's man. that other show people watch? I don't know if it's on CW, but it's uh, Riverdale. Nobody does any homework no. in Riverdale. <laughs> they all do drugs and solve stupid crimes. Like, Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, but <laughs> yeah. if we want to talk about towns being weird, this is the chapter for it and kids not doing it's, anything in school. Because, okay, so as we said, Elena's like, okay, I'm not going to tell Aunt Judith about any of the vampire stuff because, like, it's too much to explain. She doesn't even yeah. think that it's weird. Can you or imagine? That I like and- that she doesn't even consider... I like that she doesn't even consider that Aunt Judith wouldn't believe her. She's just yeah. like, it's just too much to explain. I cannot yeah. be bothered. It's not that she would sound crazy. It's <laughs> that it would make her more late to school, which, of course, she's already late. <laughs> I'm a, No, I'm assuming this happened in the end. Yeah, night. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're you know, right. Aunt Judith was awake at like 2 a.m. and yeah, I was like, furiously oh my pacing, God, you're home. texting her, her own boyfriend. What's his name? Yeah, so, so why would you try to explain God. the world of vampires to your aunt in the middle of the I night, roll, right? Yeah, I just rolled my eyes into next <laughs> week, dude, with the way this chapter and so, starts. And so Elena also mentions that she had nightmares. On top of going to bed super late, she didn't really sleep well mm-hmm. because she has a very a, a series of nightmares, one of them being a specific one that I thought could be prophetic, where she sees Stefan yelling at her, like, how could you do this? Yeah. And he throws a book that ha- he has in his hands onto the floor in front of her. And it's a blue, like, velvet notebook that she realizes is her diary. That she then reminds us was stolen from Bonnie's house the night that yeah. Damon showed up as, like, her supposed uh, soulmate yeah, stolen, and tried to kiss 100% her again. 100% stolen by Damon. Most likely by Damon, because, like, where else would it have gone? So I'm like, maybe that's something that'll come up later. You know, maybe something specific. Although she she stops and thinks like, well, I don't know what could be in the diary that like he would react to that way. Because yeah. there's nothing. It's not like there's anything in there that she didn't already tell him anyway. Because your girl, I don't know why she writes in diaries to keep. She doesn't keep secrets. She just reads them out loud. <laughs> God, yeah, I mean, she read that. All her she friends read that and family. Diary entry to her, like Bonnie and <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Why do you? What? What? Why do you write this down? I guess, like. I guess just for the memories. For the, maybe she's just rife with anxiety, and so writing helps her get rid of her anxiety, which is extremely valid, especially in high school. Right. But at the same time, like you just read it That's all true. out loud. I don't know. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I can't get over, 
I can't get over how dumb this chat, like the, the 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 framework of this chapter is that they have that these students have to go to school. I know I should let it go, but it's also funny that she <laughs> gets to class, she gets to school, and she's like, you know, walking to Stefan's <laughs> class to see if he's there. Like, I guess she's gonna interrupt it, like just to check that he's even in right. school. And it's great. Like, what are you gonna do? You're already late too. <laughs> yeah, it was God. But it's great that. <laughs> apropos of none of this uh stefan's first class is latin which is just fun <laughs> it's fun that a robert e lee high school in virginia teaches latin but it's also fun that uh a man literally from the renaissance is taking a latin class i thought it was <laughs> i thought it was a nice little like oh yeah because he's so he's so like from the past of course he's taking a dead language class in high school right i thought of, i thought about yeah. that too i was like oh how funny yeah, it's funny <laughs> but, but she she peers through the window of the door and stefania's not there obviously or well, well we're we're actually we're surprised we're surprised that he's not there because this altercation between he and damon occurred some point in, in the the early hours of the morning after he dropped elena off but yeah anyway he's not there and so she's like oh my gosh what I gotta get to class, though, for some reason. Yeah, and Matt Matt is sitting there in the classroom, and he just kind of, like, looks over at the empty desk where Stefan should be, and yeah. he's just like, ooh. <laughs> well, yeah, because think about, like, the last thing Stefan heard from Matt, for, or the last thing Matt heard from Stefan is, like, I've got to leave. Take care of Elena. Yeah. And Matt's like, yeah, That's okay, true. cool, see you tomorrow. Uh, whatever. But, but really, at that point, Stefan was like, I'm gonna leave forever. Take care of Elena. So... Matt's out yeah. here, like... But also, we find out that it's not just the last thing that... It's not just about the last thing that Matt heard from Stefan. We, as the audience, find out, along with Elena, that there's stuff that she doesn't know, that everyone else at school oh, does know yeah, about. that's right. She finds out when she gets to her class, trigonometry, by the way. What the... What are they gonna play. learn that day? A teacher is dead. <laughs> right. The square root I know. of death? Like, what are you gonna do? Solve for missing person? <laughs> What? Yeah, I don't X know. kills B, but everyone... where's C? Who? God, why are you in class? Everyone everyone stares at her when she walks in, of course. And there's, you know, whatever, <laughs> an empty classroom right next to Meredith. And the teacher, like, turns her back and goes back to her lesson. And Meredith is like, are you okay? And, you know, Elena's like, yeah, I wh- what's, what's going on? And she was like, yeah, did Stefan, like, did he get arrested? And Meredith is like... No, I can't believe you of all people don't know. The police did go look for Stefan at the boarding house, yeah. and he's just gone. Yeah, they found and his so car because he... abandoned by the road that he parked on when he went to confront Damon, which is the... yeah, off of like by Wickery Bridge, yeah, the, near the cemetery, of course, because that's where fine cars go. And so, of course, because the police just assumed he skipped town, everyone's like, "Well, must mean he's guilty." Yeah. Which is, I think, why Matt is looking extra like, oh my god, this is going to be really awkward. Everyone else has found out, except for Elena. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And The girlfriend. The girlfriend of the guilty party is the last to, to know. And Elena is absolutely shocked by this. She goes into that whole thing like, uh, you know, what we were talking about, um, her defending him ardently to Aunt Judith. Presumably, because we just get like a sentence of her saying that she's <laughs> defending him. But she yeah. goes into this like... I'm like, what are you doing, girl? She immediately is like, he did nothing. Making bold claims, very bold statements out loud in this classroom. And people start outwardly just staring. Because why wouldn't you, right? She's like, he did nothing. And she's like, I have to go find him. And then she's saying that, like, it had to be him. And she's talking about Damon. She straight up yells in class that he's innocent. (laughs) Yeah, she's just like, that's not true. She was beyond caring what people thought. And she just yells, he's innocent. It, like, stands up in class. The teacher's, like, writing her equation. What? Uh, <laughs> Elena, please take a seat. Elena, you're already late. No one wants to be here. <laughs> please just let me finish this lesson so I can continue <laughs> grieving. Because my colleague is dead. God. I, I'm not going right. to let it go. I'm straight up not uh, going to let it go. It's, it's this whole... No, and you, sh- and you shouldn't. Because... Yeah. This seems to be a trend with, like, any any sort of show or, or sort of storyline yeah. that involves teenagers at a school. Literally, somebody dies the night before, or even the same day, and the faculty just goes, 
Well, anyway, go back to your regular scheduled if thing. If we just ignore what? if we just ignore it, it means it didn't happen, right? And and then it's hard cut yeah. to a bunch of students sitting in a classroom where that teacher should be teaching just like is one of us going to have to teach? <laughs> no one's taking care of these <laughs> No test today. Isn't <laughs> that great, guys? Yeah. Stupid. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Big, big, so, yeah. bold declarations coming from our girl Friday out here <laughs> about how innocent he is. Like, mm-hmm. she, she openly mentions Tyler getting back at Stefan. Because remember, before be- before mm-hmm. the, yeah. the Stefan fled the scene, Tyler was, like, working the crowd up into this frenzy against Stefan and so maybe in in between then and now there's kind of this kind of a grassroots movement of like uh ousting Stefan because all he does is bring evil to our our poor town and he he beat Tyler up so defenselessly so recklessly Elena knows very well that I mean nobody knows about Damon except for her and and Stefan so she's very actively saying he had something to do with it I know it was him speaking about Damon but she she has a moment yeah your girl claims all these things and then storms out of the classroom and she hears meredith be like wait and the teacher call her like elena please and she's like i don't care she was so beyond like caring at this point and she has a moment where she stops and thinks well they probably think that my bold declarations just now about him had to have been about tyler and that's fine. Let them think that. By the time they, they're probably going to run to try to find Tyler before I get to him because they'll probably think I'm going to try to, like, hurt him somehow. Yeah. But that'll divert them the opposite direction while I just walk right out of school, down the street, yeah. down this, like, bridge. She walks, and there's no one to stop her. She walks all the way to the graveyard from school. I guess the entire town is at, is in school today who the fuck knows guys <laughs> i know i'm like but, okay how close is the school to the cemetery first of all and like your girl can just leave school and no one cares truancy doesn't exist she can exist. just be like it, i'm angry and i'm just yeah. gonna march my way to the cemetery a, as far as everyone is concerned god there's a murderer on the loose everyone has to still go to trigonometry class and she just leaves the like, open campus policy i guess it's like 10 a.m yeah and she just I... marches herself out of <laughs> she like I, i'm sure she like grabbed a hall pass and like threw it on the desk as she's leaving just see you later suckers i'm gonna go punch <laughs> not even a that vampire. <laughs> she had she had nothing she had yeah. nothing and like like did she even bring a backpack saying... into school today like it's that it's crazy we don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, someone died. Someone literally was murdered on the school campus the night before. Yeah. And there's not a security guard. There's no literally. police presence there's just keeping no... the school, like. <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, yeah. This and book your girl is just, like, decides to leave in a huff. Yeah, like, granted, 99. This book is... Oh, God, you're right. It's 99. Still, you know? <laughs> Over over two decades ago, like we were all pretty <laughs> lax. The ni- the nineties were a fairly different time, but they weren't different enough that a pers- a faculty member of a high school would die, and everyone would be like, "Well, I don't know who's gonna teach history. I guess I should just go to cl- go to class the next day." She is in an, an unstoppable rage, which is great. I love mm-hmm. seeing angry Elena. We've seen a lot of angry Elena in this first book, and I um. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I mean, I, I've, I've talked about this a, a couple times now, but I'm a fan of how, like, she just throws herself into these scenarios, into these decisions where she's just like, I'm going to do it right now like this. It's the only way it has to happen, whether it's like a seance or a blood yeah. pact or, you know, <laughs> falling like falling in love with a vampire and just like letting him tell you all these all his crazy secrets and being like, I love you even more now. She's incredibly driven. And, uh, yeah, and, she's unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely. She marches herself to the graveyard, and there's some really beautiful description of the um, weather in this moment. Remember that? Yeah, like the winds blowing, the leaves are falling. Whatever that, whatever thunderstorm occurred last night has seemed to subsided, but there's still. Oh yeah. Yeah, but there's still and, like and that palpable green that she, like, tension in the air. She she has this moment. Well, she says that even the the her fury is so large that like even the icy chill in the air like feels like nothing yeah. because Unfazed. she's got such a burn inside her. Yeah, and she also says that the weather almost feels like it was 
designed to scare her or to to like almost like the weather itself is a flex <gasps> of Damon's power mm-hmm. which is ooh I didn't even catch which is that. great yeah it's literally it's like the final page of the book um but she's in the, she's standing in the grove of trees um and <laughs> it's great the way this book the way this full book <laughs> ends i hope this is how it ends and how it hasn't been it hasn't been altered because of our two book edition but the idea of this first book ending with just her like looking up at the sky and yelling the name damon is great it's great it literally it's it it's just damon <laughs> done i'm a c i'm a c i'm a, I'm a cw executive i'm sitting in an overstuffed suit in an office full of people <laughs> whose names i don't know and i'm reading this book and i'm like boom make it a fucking tv show because that final moment gold gold it's oh man it's great i really i really don't think that it's been altered because just because it's an anthology it's a two book and you know yeah. anthologies yeah. it it should just be the way that it is yeah. um can you... and like it sounds super possible that they were just like this is how it's gonna end you know yeah. for just this one yeah. well see well yeah and it's definitely um a, a narrative that lj smith knew she was going to adapt into a long form like piece of writing it was i don't think she was writing mm-hmm. book by book and like oh i wonder where this is gonna go huh crazy like <laughs> <No>. she there's <laughs> there's definitely um a lot of foundation a lot of building blocks set in motion in this first book that i imagine have rewards in future reads you know but just the cojones of ending your book with just this moment is very strong and, and, and I mean it, it works because I immediately turned to the next page and started reading the first chapter of the second book just because I was you know what's going on but it's cool it almost feels like in this moment Elena is more than human even though she is extremely human mm-hmm. when every time she's angry every time she or every time she she's you know filled with these intense emotions of love or hatred or anything like that it's extremely human um, but this mm-hmm. is a moment in which that humanity almost feels like its own power. Like she has the ability to combat these forces that on every, you know, on every check mark are po- more powerful than her in every single way. But because she has this human element of just like pure raw emotion, she's going to survive and she's going to punch Damon into next year or something. And she's going to get her boyfriend back and they're going to smooch and the whole school is going to clap, and the, it's going to be a great... It's gonna... <laughs> I... Yeah. Right? That's I, how it's going to end. Just gl- I'm just glad that at the end of the book, it ends with this really funny cliffhanger, but I don't feel scared for her. No, I think neither. you're right. There's a sense of, like, there's... She's got all this um, just raw energy going into this... Yeah. meeting she's demanding to see damon mm-hmm. and it also um, immediately you know? proves damon's point in chapter 15 like he's exactly right she's not this young waifish sort of demure she's not fragile like yeah fragile being she's not this this b- thing you have to keep behind glass which is such a a strong narrative point in the series as well i mean the, the first couple seasons of the show there's so much of just like Stefan protecting Elena. She's like, I gotta keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'll never forgive yeah. myself if something happens to you. I mean, the classic vampire thing of these right. rom- these romantic partnerships hinging on like protection and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you learn pretty quickly on in that show that Elena is more than capable of taking care of herself, and so so is most of her uh, human friends. But um, but this right. is a I think are the first glimpse into the the theme I think of humanity being like this ultimate strength that humans have this because of our compassion Mm -hmm. because of our love and our empathy we have this innate ability to withstand and to grow and to to scream in the face of adversity and and anger and hatred and that's actually not to say I do want to make a point that I think there is still a, a very strong power in being gentle and being soft-spoken, and, you know, uh, I don't want to necessarily put myself on the side of saying that Catherine is weak, and therefore, like, you know, yeah. 
like in using the terms like fragile and stuff like that, I'm yeah. I'm g- I'm trying to say that like I don't view that as a bad thing. Elena as this person, she that is where her power comes from. Yeah. And it's cool. Absolutely. It's cool to see. It, it. is cool. It's it's great. I it's um it's almost the I I'm I'm expecting and this all this exchange between her and Damon to almost go in the exact opposite direction is the exchange between Stefan and Damon went in chapter 15. I know she's not going to yeah, solve every I hope, problem I hope to see by good talking to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um but for now this is the end of our first season. And if you Yay! have been if you just one person who I'm talking to you specifically <laughs> listening right now if you have listened to all eight of these episodes, you're a hero in my eyes. Thank you. And you, you've done, you've pers- you personally are responsible for making me happy. And I appreciate that <laughs> because the, these chapters, this book, this podcast, it's a labor of love and it's only the beginning. And, um, and we just really appreciate every single time somebody decides to click on our silly little show and listen to us tell jokes <laughs> and get things wrong and read a book series that is that we're actually really enjoying you know it's not it, mm-hmm. it has the the mo- it has bits of teenage melodrama but you know we all have a bit of teenage melodrama inside of each of us and it, it's nice to read it's nice to see if you're reading along with us uh great if you're not reading along with us you should be you don't have to be but you know it's fun so thank you is what i'm trying to say thank you for giving us your time thank you for paying attention (laughs) if during the process of listening you have subscribed to this podcast if you have written any kind reviews um if you've told other people to listen thank you so much like Keenan said, we do this just because we really wanted to do it. <laughs> We're not making any money off of this. And so we appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. We might we might yeah. jump in between in the middle of um in the middle of recording our next season. We might jump in and do a couple one offs here and there. If we find a book that has a, a movie based on it, maybe and it's just one book and we have the time. <laughs> maybe we'll we'll do we a couple one off. We may do some one-off, extra thing. <laughs> couple one off episodes. We don't want this podcast yeah. to it's really easy y'all it's really easy for this podcast to just become a vampire diaries podcast <laughs> and we don't we don't really want that because yeah, this like series 15... has like 11 books yeah, yeah there are... yeah so you know <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it goes it's too early to yeah. call but yeah. in the meantime i mean stay tuned because the struggle is book two and it's literally connected to book one that we own so at the most we're <laughs> gonna just read a continuation that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. um, um for now thank you you can email us uh, any thoughts or ideas or you know dreams email us your dreams at um <laughs> <laughs> breakfast people podcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter but you have to track us down yourself you can also find us on instagram but you can you also have to track us down there and uh, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. knows if we'll actually let you follow us <laughs> yeah that's true until those faithful meetings online stay safe and uh bye bye we love you howdy listeners hey friends just popping in at the end of the episode to confirm with all of you that we are in fact taking a break it'll be one week and then we're gonna come back with some fresh content for you we have a couple one-offs that we've already put together and we can't wait to share them with you and if you have a suggestion for a book or series that you think we should do or one of your favorite book series that has a terrible movie based on it <laughs> shoot it our way at breakfastpeoplepodcast@gmail.com we would love to discuss it and then after that we're going to get back into vampire diaries we'll start season 2 with book 2 the struggle which is literally connected <laughs> to our other copy <laughs> yeah 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 it's going to be great thank you so much for joining us on this ride and We love you. Bye. Bye.